Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Growing up, I I remember taking a lot of trips to see extended family. And one thing I would, I would notice is that your boy had a lot of grandmothers. I was like, Mom, is that, that, if that's your mom, and that's your mom, and that's your mom, how many moms you got, Mom? And the same for my dad. I, my dad had just a lot of mothers. And I was thinking to myself, this is confusing because I would try to do kind of research on the family tree and the heritage and everything. And it just, like, I would get overwhelmed with all the uncles and aunts and cousins that I had. And I had a lot of grandmothers. Later down the line, I found out that among my parents, that their parents went through at least eight marriages. It didn't take me long to realize that my family was riddled with divorce and extramarital affairs. I thought that was wild, and I'm thinking, wow, that's, that's crazy, Mom. And my mom and dad, they made it very um, clear to me. They said, hey, Clay, we're not going to be that type of marriage. In fact, by the grace of God, we are going to stay together. And I thought, okay, that's awesome. You know, let's go. I, I would love to see that, you know? Well, years later, I get a call. It's my mom on the phone saying, hey, Clay, I just want to let you know that after 26 years of marriage, we are on the brink of divorce. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah, your, your, your dad, he decided to turn his back on our marriage just like that for another woman. I'm like, oh, you, are you kidding me? And, and the thoughts started to flood my mind. Like, if, if the enemy can break up my mom and dad's marriage, he can break up every marriage. In fact, every marriage in my family must be doomed, must be destined to fail. In fact, now that I think about it, I don't know of any one woman man in my family. So I might as well follow suit. But my mom, she's a praying mom. See, my mom was, a bra- was about that prayer closet life, even before the movie War Room made it cool. And so, and so my mom was in that prayer closet praying, praying to release the kingdom, praying to release the kingdom on her marriage as it is in heaven. She was praying, going after it for months. At first, it didn't look like nothing was going to happen, but she kept going after it, kept going after it, kept pressing in for a breakthrough, kept pressing in for breakthrough. And then nothing short of a miracle took place because it seemed like my father was released from the spirit of stupid or something. Because Jesus redeemed my parents' marriage, and today they have been together for 42 years, y'all. Real talk. Real talk. That's, man, my, my, my dad, 
He has some things to say during this crazy time in his life. And this is his quotes. My dad had been married four times, which made divorce seem like a natural way of life. And 17 years ago, I too was planning on leaving my wonderful family for someone else. I thought I would have a better life, a turning point for me. And what inspired me to put an end to this family pattern of divorce was when I opened my heart to God for directions, for Holy Spirit to guide me. I asked myself many questions like, why am I really trying to leave my family? Why not change my life and be the man Christ wants me to be? The bottom line for me is that this generational curse of divorce and extramarital affairs has no place in the Harrington family. Thank you, Pops. For now on, now he's going to start quoting scripture on them. Listen, for now on, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Wow, thanks, Pops. I appreciate you. I appreciate your courage for stepping out there. For real, for real. This is what it looks like to actively advance the kingdom, church. My mom and my dad, look, check it out. My mom and my dad had every reason to throw in the towel, every reason to cash in their chips, every reason to just go ahead and say, hey, you know what? If the enemy wants to have a heyday in our marriage, then why not? Because it can look like every other marriage that we have known. So why not just follow suit? They could have adopted a passive faith, but they adopted an active one. They activated and actively advanced the kingdom of God in their marriage. And that's what I want to talk about today. You see, Putty, he brought an, an amazing message last week as he talked about why the kingdom even matters. And that we don't get the kingdom, then the, king, the kingdom gets us. We don't get the kingdom. The kingdom gets us. I love that message. That was a powerful message. If you didn't hear it, check it out. But this week, I want to talk about what is the kingdom and how we can actively partner, actively advance the kingdom. Guys, are we supposed to have a passive faith? A, a faith that, oh, sarah, sarah, what will be, will be, God's in control. Or are we supposed to have an active faith? A faith that is actively about advancing the kingdom of God. That's what I want to talk about today. So let's lean in together as a family and press in. Bloomington, Sullivan, Vineyard Live, let's go. Let's all lean in together as we talk about what the kingdom is and how we can actively advance today. Let's pray. Lord, you are so good, so amazing. Have your way. Have your way in this place, Lord, today. Your kingdom come powerfully, Lord. Speak through me the words that you need to speak today to awaken hearts and minds to a new reality. In your name we pray, amen, amen. So, so what's the kingdom? What's the kingdom? We talk about kingdom, this kingdom, that I mean, I know about the magic kingdom. I know about animal kingdom. I mean, I know about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. What is the kingdom? What's going on? I mean, uh, Clay, I want to know what the kingdom is really about. Here's the kingdom. Simply put, God's will in action. God's will in action. Well, how do I know what God's will is, Clay? What's God's will? You want to know what God's will is? You got to get up in this thing. You got to get in the Word. 
In order to know God's will, you must know God's word. And if you know God's word, then you will know his will. Because if you know his word, then you understand his will because you understand what's going on in heaven wants to be released here on earth. So whatever is in heaven needs to be released here on earth. So that's how you know his will. How do you know his will? Get in the word. Get in the word. That's, so the kingdom is God's will in action. So the kingdom is not a nation state. The kingdom is not a physical place. The kingdom is God's rule, God's reign, God's expression, God's will in action, not will in grace. I didn't say that. Will in act. That was supposed to be a joke anyway, so all right. <laughs> Apparently that, that, that show done, you know, you know had, its, had its day. It's done. It's done. It's done. God's will in action. Here, there's an amazing prayer. In it. Yeah, right. It is finished. It is finished. Yeah, yeah. It's finished. Yeah. There's an amazing prayer found in Matthew 6.10. Guys, check it out. Let's go there. You can click there, flip there. Let's go. Matthew 6.10. And Jesus says this. This is red letter scripts on them I'm giving you guys. Check it out. It says this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's going on in heaven? There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no brokenness. There's definitely no divorce because we ain't married up there. <laughs> and I'm playing. I'm playing. Okay. <laughs> There's no, there ain't none of that stuff going on up there in heaven. There's completeness. There's wholeness. There's joy. There's peace. There's love. There's all these great things in heaven. It says, it says this, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is praying that the realities of heaven be manifest here on earth. That the realities of heaven invade earth. This is a powerful statement. It's one that confused me back in the day, though, because, I mean, I remember being back, you know, when I was a kid, every morning before we went to school on the bus, we'd have to get together, hold hands, and say, Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Huh? God, what do you mean God's will be done? Isn't God's will done on earth already? Mom, what's going on? I was confused. But, and as a statement can be confusing, but if we understand it in its pure context, if we understand what this statement actually truly implies and build from there, this statement will be foundational. This statement will be pivotal and will help shape the way we see how we are supposed to partner in advancing the kingdom. This statement is the bomb, but it implies two points that I want to unpack today. Two points that I want to unpack today, Bloomington, Sullivan, Vineyard Live, wherever you are, near or far. Check it out. It's this. First point, the kingdom has invaded earth and is still advancing. The kingdom has invaded earth and still advancing. Second point I want to make. Everything that happens on earth may not be the will of God. I know, right? I know this sounds crazy. 
I didn't write the book, but he did. <laughs> Go talk to him. Go talk to him. Don't be throwing no rotten tomatoes up here at me. I'm playing around. I'll, if you haven't got this book, $10. This is a steal. $10 at the bookstore. Holler at the book. This is a game changer. Great book. Uh, man, um, I yes and amen everything that's been in this book. But today, let's talk a little bit about how we can advance the kingdom. The kingdom has invaded earth. First point I want to make. The kingdom has invaded earth and is still advancing. When Jesus, guys, when Jesus came to earth, the will of God came with him. When Jesus invaded earth, the will of God came with him. And check this out. He invaded a world that was oppressed, suppressed, depressed by the enemy, by the little g, God of this world. It is a cold, dark world. But Jesus came as a bright light to shine bright against the darkness and to advance the kingdom, to continually take ter territory from the kingdom. In Matthew 28, you can turn there with me. I'm sorry, Matthew 12, 28 through 29, there's an interesting discussion that we have, that we see Jesus having with the Pharisees of the day. But let me go ahead and provide some context, okay? So when Jesus came to earth, okay, he was basically like, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. It's like a pearl. It's like a field. It's like a seed. The kingdom, the kingdom. And people were like, what is going on with the kingdom? What do you mean, kingdom? And then he was basically healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. The kingdom of God is upon you. If you have been healed, the kingdom of God is upon you. And people are like, they, they've never seen this before. He's doing stuff that they've never seen before, ever, ever. He came and changed the game. Then they were like, well, wait a minute. He says he's a son of God. I don't know if he's a son of God. We think he's a demon. A demon casting out more demons so he could just look like he got all the glory. You know what I mean? They had all kinds of crazy theories floating out there. By, so then Jesus had a discussion with them. And he's basically informing them what's going on. So we're in mid-discussion. Check out what it says. Again, hashtag red scripts. Hold on. Excuse me. So, but if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, which it is, it is by the Spirit of God that he casts out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Why is the kingdom of God casting out demons? Because it's the will of God to set your butts and keep your butts free. Because it's the will of God. It's the will of God in action. If you are willing, you can be free. He carries on, and I love this part. <laughs> like, this is going to be good. Okay, check it out. Or how can someone enter a strong man's house and plunder, take by force, get over here, all right, <laughs> and plunder his goods? Unless he first binds the strong man, then indeed he may plunder his house. Okay, what is Jesus talking about? Basically, Jesus is describing what he's doing. He is talking smack to the enemy. He is like, listen, 
what if the kingdom, the kingdom of God is upon you because someone who is stronger than the strong man bound him and took by force what was rightfully stolen from the beginning. Jesus is the strong man. Jesus is the heavyweight champion of the world. Jesus flexed on him, bound the strong man, took that stuff by force, plundered that bad boy, get out of here, sucker, and walked out and said, I'm here, I'm home, let's go. So when you advance the kingdom, you are plundering. When you are advancing the kingdom, you are a plunderer with him. Someone look to your neighbor and say, I'm a plunderer, baby. I'm a plunderer. Ha! See, see, listen, Jesus did not come to play games. He did not come to play tiddlywinks. He did not come to, to, to push daisies or to smell the roses. He came that he may model how to destroy the works of the enemy. It says in 1 John 3, 8, he came because he wants to destroy the works of the enemy. He came to show us how to fight. He came to show us how to fight back and never take, oh, well, the enemy's just doing this in my life and that in my life. No, he said, hey, I'm going to show you how to fight back and take an active stance in this thing. He shows us how to actively advance the kingdom, to have an active faith. Jesus is our champion warrior, guys. He is the real deal. I love it. In chapter, uh, in, 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 on page 89 of this book, Kingdom Impact, chapter 5, I want to read what Putty wrote real quick. It's a great quote. It says this, when we see Jesus interacting with people, I do not see a submission as the only option in posture. He never tells someone their sickness or demonization is from God. Instead, he resists these things and overthrows them. When he comes up against something that he discerns as evil, Jesus does not put up with it. He fights back. He fights back. Jesus is teaching us how to fight back. People think that Jesus was a punk. They taught him to turn other cheek. Listen, Jesus fights back in the spirit. In the spirit, when it comes to dealing with evil, Ah, oh, nah, we ain't turning another cheek. What, are you, are you kidding me? We're going in. We're going in. Listen, he, he, um, I, was in a, I was in town. Excuse me, I was in town one day, and uh, I was praying for people, and the Lord highlighted one guy to me. He said, hey, go up to pray for him. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And as soon as I walk up to him, it's as if he sniffed Jesus out on me or something. It's as if he knew exactly what I was going to say to him. Because that dude, as soon as I can get anything out of my mouth, he's like, Get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want anything to do with your Jesus, your God, your prayers, your nothing. Get out of my face. And he was aggressive on me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, bro, who do you think you are talking like that? You know what I mean? In my mind. But God was like, go easy on him, man. Be gentle. Be, be kind. Release the kingdom with patience. Release the kingdom with gentleness. I thought to myself, all right, all right. Say, hey, my, my bad, my bad. No, didn't mean nothing by it. Bless you, bless you. 
And he left, stormed off. I'm like, man, okay, that was crazy. So I'm talking to someone else, and I'm in conversation with something, and, and, and with someone. And moments later, you know, he comes back to me, and I see him at the side of my in my peripheries. I see him coming at me, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm about to get like, you know, <laughs> son, back up, bro. I told you, bless you. <laughs> he comes running up on me, you know what I mean? And he's like, hey, I just want to let you know I, I apologize. Oh, okay. What's up? What's good? What's good? He's like, I got a lot going on in my, in, my, in my life right now. I got this and that and this and that. Will you pray for me? Okay, sure. Let's go. One thing led to another, which led to another. We out there for a little while, and eventually he opens his heart to the king and gives his life to Jesus right there on the spot. Now, now I see a lot of one-on-one salvations everywhere I go. I... I, I but that was different. He came back to me. And the Holy Spirit said, see what I did? I, I released the kingdom by you being gentle, by you being kind, by you being patient. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time, but you know what? You never know. You just never know. How are we partnering with the kingdom? How can we partner with God to release what he wants to do? So the kingdom of God has invaded and is continually advancing. The second point I want to make is this. Everything that happens on earth may not be the will of God. I'm going to let that settle for a minute. I know some people are like, are you saying God ain't sovereign? Which is basically a big word for all-powerful. Are you saying God ain't sovereign? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all. God is sovereign. He's omnipotent, which means all-powerful. He is omniscient, means all-knowing. He is omnipresent, all around us. He's all around us. He's when we are, you know, doing well. He's at our valley lows. He's everywhere, surrounds us. He's the air we breathe. But check it out. God is not in control, but he is in charge. I got the scripture just now. I got, I got to say this. I got to say this. My boy Jay hooked me up just last service. Check it out. It says this. 1 John 5, 19. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. God is not in control, but he is in charge. Guys, there are people in places, places and people who are under the influence, who are under the guise of the enemy. But love does not force his will on anyone because it's his kindness that leads men to repentance. He offers love. It's up to us to take it. It's up to us. He's not going to force his will on anybody. Case in point. And parents, can I get an amen? I wish I can control my kids. I, I just do. There are days they embarrass me in Walmart. These guys just think I'm a bad parent right now. Will you just be quiet right now? Be quiet. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. This guy, stop it. That's a you know. 
Girl, you know, you know you've done that. Yeah. I wish I can control my kids. I do. I wish I can give them a little something, something to calm their nerves sometimes too. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yo, can I get, you know, confessions of clay. Okay, let's go. Where's my towel at? But I'm, I'm not in control. But I'm in charge. You know I'm in charge though, right? You know your mom and dad are in charge. At the end of the day, we're in charge. But see, they're not robots. I can't control them like I can control my Mario Kart when I'm playing them on the Wii. They kick my butt all the time. I'm mad. I get mad at them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, this thing is jammed, I think. You know? My four-year-old's beat me. I'm like, dang, how do I get, how, how do you drift like that? I'm trying to learn how to drift. You know? I can, do, I can control my Mario Kart, but I can't control them. They're not robots. They're not a game. But I'm in charge. Just like God. He is not interested in controlling his sons and daughters. Because love doesn't force his will on anybody. He's not interested in that. But you know, at the end of the day, he is in charge. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. He is the high ruler supreme. He is everything. He is on top. He is the ultimate. He is the alpha, the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the number one in the universe. We will answer to him at the end of the day. We will have to give an account of our lives to God at the end of the day. But guess what? For sons and daughters, it's, hey, son, give me a hug. Hey, daughter, give me a hug. We're good. We're in a family. We're in a family. But he is in charge. God may not be in control of every little thing, but he is in charge. See, check this out. I'm going I'm to keep this going further. I'm going to keep it going further. God's perfect will is fully played out in heaven, but not fully here on earth yet. Why? Because there are two kingdoms at war. Ever since the invasion, there are two kingdoms at war. And ever since then, there's been a cosmic battle. But y'all, check this out. This is the exciting part. Check this out, okay? He partners with us to advance his kingdom God partners with sons and daughters to advance his kingdom agenda. He partners with us. So check this out. It's actually contingent on us to see more and more and more and more of the kingdom released on earth. Guys, more of the kingdom is being released whether we want it to be or not. The question is, will you partner with that? Church, he's partnering with us to shine more and more light into darkness. He's partnering with us to shine more and more light to set the captives free. Guys, he's partnering with us to shine more and more light to release bondage. Release people in bondage. It's going to advance whether we want it to or not. The question that I have for the house today, for Bloomington, for Sullivan, for Vineyard Life, for anybody listening here, near, far away right now, is will you partner with it? Will you partner with the advancement of what God wants to do? God is not just up there trying to make everything happen from afar. No, he's here and 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 here. And he is advancing the kingdom through his 
sons, throw his daughters, throw his church. He's advancing the kingdom. And for me, guys, I want so much to advance the kingdom everywhere I go, but the one thing that I really want to make sure I advance the kingdom for me is my marriage. Because I know that I have a generational thing that stopped my parents and will not start with me. Amen. Will not start with me. I will not allow the enemy to have a heyday on my marriage, y'all. And it looks like things, it looks like being in the Word, understanding His will, because I'm in the Word, and I'm releasing God's will in my marriage as it is in heaven. And that means praying together. That means going to war with one another together in prayer, in reading, in, in, in whatever the Lord has us to do. What, what else does it look like practically, Clay? Well, I'll tell you, it looks like communication. I'm sorry, baby God, I don't communicate like that all the time, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm working on it, right? But it looks like communication. It looks like going after our marriage and, and, and going on dates, going on vacay with no kids. Hashtag no kids on them. Yeah, but we're not coming back with no kids, though. <laughs> sorry, baby girl. Baby girl, Dessa, you're not going to have no more brothers and sisters, okay? We done. We done. We popping them out two for ones. Listen. I ain't gonna mess. We ain't gonna mess around. Okay. So that means going on vacation with no kids. That means speaking gently with her, being kind with her, speaking her love language, giving her the last word in those arguments. <laughs> like you right, baby girl. You right. <laughs> Playing. <laughs> I will refuse to allow the enemy to come into my life and have a heyday in my marriage. I cannot. Jesus did not give me the opportunity, the, the, he did not award me the opportunity to play it passively with the things that matter most to me. We cannot afford, church, to have a passive faith. He did not, he did not leave that, there was no room for negotiating that. Jesus did not, it says it here in Scripture, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want his will be done in my marriage as it is in heaven. I want his will be done in my community as it is in heaven. I want his will be done in my schools as it is in heaven. I want my will, his will to be done everywhere we go. Guys, that means that we can be advanced in the kingdom. Guys, well, there are, look around church. Principalities of racism must fall. Principality of racism must fall. The principality of the oppression of women must cease. It must cease. You know, principality of sex trafficking. The, we can go for these, we can go for the juggler, all these big things, guys. Or we can go for the little ones. We can go for the ones we can control easy by advancing kingdom in our homes, in our communities, 
in, at the gym, at the YMCA, at Sullivan Second Chance Fitness. In Bloomington, you can advance the kingdom in Chick-fil-A. Come on, you know there's an open heaven in Chick-fil-A. Come on. Come on. Can't wait for us to get a Chick-fil-A, though. Come on. Well, take it so long, guys. Let's go. But we can advance the kingdom everywhere we go, in our going and in our coming. Guys, we are saved so that we can help save others. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. We are the light so that we can shine light on others in this dark world. There are so many things that we can be about doing, but what about us? What about us? What's God's will and action look like in your life? Where do we need to see more of God's will and action in our lives? It can be finances. It can be relationships. It can be the way we relate to our parents, our families. Be whatever it is, fill in the blank. Guys, we are in a fight, and Jesus never intended for us to play it safe. He never intended for us to be passive. He never intended for us to sit on our blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. He never intended for us to sit down and just chill on our hands and just wait. Maranatha, Maranatha, please come quick and save me. No, you are placed there so you can be a blessing to others and advance the kingdom of God everywhere we go. That's the kingdom agenda. Oh, come on. He never intended for us to play it safe and be passive, but to have an act of faith, a faith that fights back, a faith that plunders, a faith that actively advances God's will, reign, expression, and rule here on this earth. Let's pray. Lord, you're amazing. I pray, Lord God, that there be a spirit of boldness in such a way that galvanize the church to step out, to advance your agenda ruthlessly with no holds barred, Lord. With no holds barred, Lord. May there be such a, an understanding of your will in your word play out in action in our lives, not only in us, but through us as we champion a cause for you. In Jesus' mighty name, and the church said, Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.